Hey, before we start the show, I want to tell you about a really cool opportunity. This is from our friends over at Focusrite, and I'll have links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 713. It is the podcast studio makeover because Focusrite wants to help you create great sounding content. You've heard me talk about the 2i2. Well, check this out. You can win, listen to this prize pack, a Focusrite Scarlet 18i8. That is the third generation. That is the big shot smarty pants version of the Focusrite Scarlets. You can get a high LPR 40 dynamic microphone and a high PLT boom arm. That is some top quality stuff there. You get the Atom SB-5 Studio headphones. You get the Namba Gear Little Namba Remix backpack. Wasn't Little Namba a, a rapper, I think? Maybe, I don't know. Also, do you know Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies? How would you like a free hour of coaching from Harry? He's also the founder of Fullcast. You get a design session and a $500 store credit with Automoot for a custom sound treatment solution. How cool is that? You know, right now, I'm using Hindenburg Journalist. Well, how would you like a $95 store credit with Hindenburg? That's enough to buy Journalist or enough to upgrade to Journalist Pro. And, yes, that's right, but wait, there's more. 50% off Squadcast, my favorite way of recording, uh, what do you call it, uh, interviews over the internet, and as well as a discount on podcast hosting. Here's what you have to do. It's super. If you don't have an established podcast, don't worry. They're not looking for a finished product, just a sample of what we can expect from your show. You, uh, you, perfect audio quality isn't important. Just make sure we can hear your content and submit your best clip up to five minutes. And also, they want a three-minute pitch video. Now, again, you're getting boatloads of stuff here, so don't go, wait, I got to do this much? No, this is cool. And in the video, tell us why we should choose you, for example... Uh, show us your current studio or 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 tell focus right why your show is important to you and and tell them why you've chosen this topic uh, and also creativity and enthusiasm go a long way so relax have fun and show them your potential and submissions over three minutes will not be watched so get to the point and i'll put a link in the show notes where you can fill out all the information and enter this so again the idea here is they want you to sound great and you could do this stuff with your phone all of this the video and the recording you could do with your phone and uh get again a scarlet ai8 pr40 boom arm the headphones the remix backpack a free hour with harry uh 500 store credit with Audimute, 95 dollars credit from hindenburg 50 percent off squadcast annual plan and a discount on podcast hosting. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 713 and remake your podcast studio. Today on episode number 713 of the School of Podcasting, we have a phenomenal Because of My Podcast story, and I'm going to share what goes on inside my head when I speak at an event. You might be surprised. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is why I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. 
schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, you can save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. And as I record this, I'm in a hotel room in Orlando, Florida, and I literally, we just finished PodFest. It is about five till midnight here, and I'm going to share my thoughts on this, and I was so happy to see this. At the end of the day, on the last day, the speaker was none other than Ronsley Voss, who is the man behind We Are Podcast, which is an event I spoke at in Australia. He's one of my favorite people. And a lot has happened since the last time I talked to Ronsley, and he just kept dropping because of my podcast, because of my podcast, because of my podcast. And I was like, dude, we got to step out in the hall. And here's my conversation with Ronsley. Wait till you hear the loyalty he has built up in his audience. We are in the hallway. I just saw a really, really good presentation by my buddy, Ronsley Voss. Dude, that was awesome. Wow. And then the fact that... Here's the thing. I've always said when life throws you a curveball, when you're on stage, your audience is pulling for you. They're not there going, judging you, going, oh, I can't believe this guy's unorganized or what. Your original presentation was supposed to be how long? Uh, 40 minutes. Yeah. And minutes, yeah. and you just got squeezed into a 30-minute presentation? 20, but they gave 20. me like... <laughs> yeah. But because it was so good, we're like, no, keep going. Just keep... We'll, we'll adjust the thing. So... He's also the author of the book, Amplify, Raise Your Voice, Boost Your Brand, and Grow Your Business. And of course, one of my favorite events I've ever attended. We are a podcast. And this year we'll be in LA as well as Brisbane. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so, but he just walked in, I gave him a big hug, and he like spit out like one of the coolest because of my podcast stories I've ever heard. Yeah. And I always talk about how people, the bonds you create with your audience. So I'm going to let you take it yeah. and, and explain what happened. Yeah. So I get this message a couple of days ago because I said I'm going to be in Orlando and just like I'll come and see you I'm close by and I don't know what close by is uh, so I really thought that she was around the corner and then the day before I um, found out she was coming in from out of state then I thought she was going to fly in so I assumed that you know there's something around here and it's going to come and fly in and then I and then she gets here at about like lunchtime and I go see her and she's like, I've got this red car. And um and I go I go inside the car and I'm like, I literally say to her, Why would you why would you rent like a a, a car with a with a baby seat? Because literally that's what I thought. I didn't even like you didn't even register. And she's like, No, this is my car. I'm like, how'd she get her car here? Because I'm not even thinking that this lady has driven, right? Right. And she's like, She's like, I drove. I'm like, from where? Don't you live like in a, like, yeah. what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's only a five-hour drive. I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah. So we went uh, around the corner uh, and we had some Latin food and we spoke for three and a half hours and she didn't want anything. She just wanted to hang and um, and chat. And then she drove back. Wow. How does that make you feel? Like my hand is shaking. You're thinking about it. <laughs> like, like I became a godfather for the second time as a result of my show. So I interviewed someone for the first time. 
we became good friends and we became accountability buddies and she had a second kid and she made me godfather. But that happened over a period of time. This is like, like I said that to Rochelle and she's like, um, people must know about the Vayner thing. And I said, I haven't really told anyone yet, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then after, after we hung out, it's like, she just wanted to hang. Uh, and, and by the Vayner thing, you mean, <laughs> for those who don't know, I'm the podcast expert for Vayner Media. There you go. There's a nice because of my podcast story. I can't even, I can't even, like some of the stuff, like having them on our Slack channel yeah. is just, I don't even know how to process that. Even so right how now. did that happen? How do you end up being the podcast guy for Gary Vaynerchuk? Um, I don't even, how do you put that together? It's a long process, right? I started yeah. a podcast. Yeah, step one, start a podcast. <laughs> Speaking of that, you should be listening to Ronsley's show, Should I Start a Podcast? Link in the show notes. Yeah, but uh, psychology of entrepreneurship is is like... Yeah, that's the new one. That is that is ex- exceeded all expectations from every angle. Started a show. I've got a lot of like cred, I think, behind me. I got the book. I, got, I started the conference and the agency, and we did some good work. And, and when you play that out over time, that's a seven-year sort of... And, and that's not even adding, you know, I've got a master's of software engineering, got an MBA in leadership and psychology. So there's a lot of things that I did not even give myself credit for, let alone that. So I think all those things built up to a point where something like this happened, where I was just put in front of, um, in a situation. And I had, Gary was supposed to speak at We Are Podcast 2016. We had got his everything sorted. And... I found out afterwards that he would not, he would only come and go. And I'm like, that's not, we are podcast. And we've been in touch, I suppose, ever since. And then I was coming, I think August 2018 or something. I was coming to the US for a client maybe. And um, one thing led to the other. And I landed up going to New York and, and I said, Hey, I would like to see how you guys build Vayner because, you know, from an operational angle, I would love to see how. I could do anything like that with Amplify. It doesn't have to be like that big, but even how it works. And, you know, I made friends with everyone in there while I was there for a couple of days. And that was quite interesting. And it seemed like everyone is just like looking for Gary. And then I went back. I've been, got, became really good friends with the CEO, James Orsini. And then I went back to interview him for psychology of entrepreneurship. And he said, Hey, Katie wants to talk to you afterwards if you have time. I'm like, Yeah, I have time. Not knowing that she want, they wanted to start their own podcast. And um, that's what I'm going after this to New York to, to launch that. And um, it's all on growth, it's all for small business, it's how to unlock growth. And it's basically from the Sasha group because it's created for legacy under his dad's name. And, you know, it's really interesting, like how I thought I had no value and how I have been able to give that roots connection to them creating their new show. So it's all fascinating. Uh, on Monday, I got a, I got a calendar invite from Gary himself. So that was, that was new. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, next, the next week will, 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 <laughs> will be quite defining. Well, tell us about, 
you know, your the psychology of entrepreneurship, that podcast, because that launched this year. And what's the biggest takeaway you think you've got from because you did a ton of research and a ton of interviews. Yeah. And- yeah. So it takes us 13 phases to produce one volume. So we're not calling an episode, they call yeah. it volumes. It's basically about figuring out the psychology of our decisions. And there are entrepreneurs, which I consider mothers to be the original entrepreneurs, because if they fail, someone dies. And entrepreneurs, athletes, you know, uh, academics, and basically finding out the psychology. But when I interview them, I always do them in person. I go to them and I do them in person. Then once the interview is done, the team take that away and edit it down for background noise and half sentences. And we have a full length interview that gets sent to content, which we remove highlights from that gets transcribed and gets sent to me where I do my scripting over that, the scripting and my narration. And then I narrate that. And then that gets sent back to the audio team who does, puts that together, does sound and audio design on top of that. It gets sent to content where they write show notes and do the article and all that stuff and the graphics. And then it gets published. Uh, and that's 13 phases per volume. Wow. But I have made sub deep friendships that I can't even explain. Like I made it a rule for this show that I would only do it for, for like I wanted to create the next show. And I didn't want it to be another, just another show. Right. And I was like, what would make me do that interview in a way that I'd show up entirely for it and the guest would show up entirely for it? So I I engineered, I suppose, certain rules. One was it had to be in person. Second is that I have to have some sort of like a coffee or a a chat with them before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had some amazing people cook for me in their homes that are just like, crazy um i've had uh conversations with uh, the c as a result one of the guests int- introduced me to the ceo of Techstars, david cohen who i interviewed for volume 14 and he's got a hundred billion dollar portfolio with the 2000 companies on that portfolio and we finished the conversation and he says to me ron steve i wanted to give a voice to my thousand companies two thousand companies how would i do that and how could i hire you and i still don't have the answer for him hmm. So in terms of ROI, it's like returns like differently, but it's off the charts and the effort is totally worth it. Did you have any beliefs going in that got changed after doing all these interviews? Like uh, so many, so yeah. many, so many, so many. I mean, if you see me now, I'm like 44 pounds lighter. You are a lot lighter than the yeah. last time I saw you. So, and it's crazy because everyone thinks it's because of the running, but I lost 13 kilos before I started running. Mm. And I didn't lose it because I was dieting. I didn't lose it because I was exercising. I lost it because I went back into my past and I found out there was so much shame. And I had to deal with that. And as soon as I was aware of that, weight is just dropping off me. Last night, I finished two candy bars. It is, it is the weirdest experience. And I think it's the result of sharing energy and space with these people. Like some of these people have done some crazy things but some of them are not known some of them are known but they might not give someone that space and time so there are things like that there are things like this was the biggest thing we've released 24 volumes or 23 volumes the biggest takeaway was uh, Melissa Ambrosini when I asked her at the end of her interview I listed all her accomplishments which they were like a lot and I said 
How does that make you feel? And which ones are you proud of? Oh, sorry. And what are you proud of? And she takes this deep inhale and lets out this massive sigh and goes, I am proud. I'm so proud that I was able to move through some of my limiting stuff. Because as soon as I started to deal with that, magic started to happen. And it's inexplicable stuff. Like you cannot even, man- like like today, you can't even like explain how I get to close Podfest. How, how the hell does that happen, right? And ended with a standing ovation, if you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. I, I forget that uh, I'm extremely good at taking myself for granted. But that's something that I'm getting better at. And I think those are the things that I've learned. Like spending time with someone in a room is way better than getting the picture. If somebody wanted to check out that podcast, where would they go to listen? Uh, listen.psychologyofentrepreneurship.com. It'll take you to uh, whichever platform you're using. So if it's on your Android, it'll take you to uh, Google Play. If you're on iPhone, it'll take you to podcast. If you're on the web, it'll take you to the website. And where's the best place if they want to contact you or find out more about Ronsley? Where would they go? See all the stuff I'm working on, ronsley.com.au. But me, M-E, at ronsley.com.au will uh, we'll get you there. Thank you, my friend. Dude, I didn't know this was going to be a podcast in here. <laughs> and that, my friends, was recorded in the hallway outside of the large ballroom at PodFest using what I call the Bob Barker. That's where you basically pass the in this case, a smartphone that was recorded on my iPhone with basically putting the phone in whoever was talking. I then ran it through Isotope, which I'm kind of wondering if that was a good idea and told it to isolate the vocal, which cuts out the background because normally it sounded like this. I'm here. It's the very, literally the last minutes of PodFest 2020. We are in the hallway. And turned it into this. I'm here. It's the very, literally the last minutes of PodFest 2020. We are in the hallway. Which kind of smushed some of the upper end. But in theory, until I told you this, a lot of you never even noticed that, especially if you're brand new to the show. But here's the thing that really stood out to me in that conversation. There's a lot of things that I did not even give myself credit for. And that really hit home for me. I think we all probably do this. Can you think of right now, just take a second and think of the hardest thing you've ever had to live through or that you had to do. Just just think about that. And yet you're still here. And I think we forget how strong we are We love to remind ourselves of all the failures and things like that. And, of course, Zig Ziglar says failure is not a location. It's a moment or something like that. And uh, Zig Ziglar sounding more like uh, Dr. Phil these days. But anyway, uh, I, I just wanted to point out that you actually have done hard things in the future, and I don't think we give ourselves credit. So what I thought about today as I was preparing for this, I wanted to share something because I was talking to Craig. Do you know Craig? Inglaya's podcast, super nice guy, and I had lunch with Craig, and he was asking me about how I, like, what's my process of going through a talk? And often, I will rehearse, 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 rehearse. And the reason I do that is after a while, because I don't want to have it memorized, that's not good. 
But once I really understand my content, my brain can start looking for what I call the sprinkles on top of the cupcake or the icing on the cake, whatever you want to put. And those are usually the really good things. So once I learn the material enough that I don't have to think about it, my brain can start thinking about ways to enhance it. And that's when I I speak. That's what I do. And so, but I explained to Craig, I said, you know, it's really interesting. It doesn't matter how much I rehearse and how much I practice, about a minute and a half before I start to talk, all the blood runs out of my hands and they are ice cubes. And this has happened to me for over 20 years. I used to be a teacher and I would teach a class of 20 to 30 people every day. And it didn't matter how many times I'd done that class. When I get ready to start, I get a little nervous. My hand, my blood leaves the hands and that's it. And then here's the cool thing though. Once I start, once I start, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. And actually I'm having the time of my life because all the things that go on in my head, because as the words are coming out of my my mouth, there are things going on in my head like make sure you're getting eye contact. Hey, you're looking more to the right side of the stage than the left side. You walked over to the right. Don't forget the left side of the stage. Hey, check the time. How's the time going? There's all this going on. But Craig, I think, was uh, surprised that I still get nervous. And it's kind of weird because I'm so used to getting this weird, hey, there's a minute and a half, you're going to lose all the blood in your hands, that it's normal. My nerves are now normal to where it's not something that I fret about. I'm like, oh, look, my hands are getting ice cold. It must be almost time to talk. And like I said, once I start, I'm fine. And I share that with you right now because I met some people this week, there were a lot, I mean, a ton of people with ideas, but had not started their podcast. And in a nutshell, they were ready to go. They understood the technology in some cases. They knew you know, that they needed to hire Libsyn for their media host. They knew they needed artwork and things like that. But for some reason, they were stuck. Why? because the blood had left their hands and they were like, whoa, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting worried about this. People might judge me. And I'm here to tell you, if you're worried about being judged, I have a simple question for you. Have you been to Walmart or Target or insert whatever shopping center you go to in your neck of the woods? Have you gone there in the last month? And if you have, or did you drive to work today? Whatever, if you went outside of your house today, let's do it that way. If you went outside of your house today, you were judged. It's true. Somebody looked at you and thought, hmm, and then they looked at your clothes, they looked at your hair, they looked at whatever, and they judged you. It's kind of sad, but that's probably what happened. But here's the beautiful thing about podcasting. If somebody doesn't like your show, they won't listen. So the only people that listen to your show are people that like you. Now, there are those weird people that hate you, and they will tune in to hate you. There are some shows I tune into just so I can yell at the dashboard in the car. But I'm sorry, if you listen every week, you're a fan. And so keep that in mind that you're really not going to get judged. And if you are, who cares? 
Who cares? These people are idiots. They don't know the real you. And so getting back to we don't give ourselves credit and the fact that things are not going to be as bad as you think. I was talking with Sarah Mikatel. Do you know Sarah? Sarah does a, a podcast about podcasting. I got to give her credit. She is the one that turned me on to Matthew Dix, who wrote the book Storyworthy, which if you ever get into storytelling, definitely get that book. And Sarah's show is called Step by Step. Uh, let me get the website here. Yeah, Podcasting Step by Step with Sarah Mikatel. And we were talking about this, and she said, I always just tell people, what's the worst thing that could happen? So one of the great things that I'm honored to do is the last two years at PodFest, I've been asked to get up, and they usually have a live band for one of the after parties, and get up and play my guitar. I can hold my own on the guitar. I played in bands starting at the age of 15 and really didn't quit till I was in my 50s. And so I can hold my own on a guitar. But what was interesting is we all, we, we kind of threw together a band to play 10 songs. I didn't get a lot of time to learn the songs. And so about an hour before I was ready to play, I was kind of backstage with my phone, listening to Spotify, going over the songs one last time. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I, I actually feel comfortable. It's kind of weird playing with, you know, you're basically practicing in front of people. You're playing with people. You don't really know even how you're going to start or stop the songs, but you have faith in this case in Michael O'Neill as a drummer. They had the two piano players that were doing the dueling pianos thing. And we actually found a bass player of just a few hours before we started playing. Originally, we, we weren't going to have a bass player. One of the piano guys was going to do that. And I was like, okay, I, I trust these people because you wouldn't say, yeah, I could do that unless you had the skills to at least uh, be confident enough to get on stage. So I was like, yes, I feel comfortable. And then they said, hey, we need to have a quick band meeting. Let's talk about how we're going to start and stop these songs, which is the most important part. And they said, what keys are we going to play these in? And I said, uh, the key that's on the record would make sense to me so I don't have to change anything. Well, we were playing songs by the band Journey, and if you're not familiar with them, they have one of the, the best vocalists of all time, Steve Perry, and nobody can sing Steve Perry because, well, uh, they're not Steve Perry. And so we had to change all the keys. Now, for you non-musicians, this is not an easy thing to do. And I know some of you are going to go, hey, just get a capo. Not if you're playing lead guitar. Capos don't save you in that spot. And so we kind of did this, and I, I had like five minutes to figure out how to transpose all these. And there came a part where I was... A little, a little depressed. I was like, wow, I am, we're, I'm going to fail. I'm going to be horrible. This is going to be embarrassing. But I forgot to give myself credit. I've been playing guitar since I was old enough to hold one, basically. And I just was like, you know what? I'm going to do the best I can. And I got up there and... It turns out I actually know what I'm doing on the guitar. Did I make some mistakes? 
I did. The one song, Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, that that part, yeah, I completely whiffed on it. And it, it repeats itself. Now, the good news is the first time was horrible, in my opinion. And the second time, hey, I figured it out. And I was really surprised because I was pretty sure I was going to burst into flames, like right there on stage, just spontaneously combust. He just went up, just, wow, what happened to Dave? Well, he played the wrong note. And he just burst into flames, and then, uh, you know, a dragon came down and ate him, and people threw things at him, and they booed and dragged him out and tarred and feathered him. None of that happened. And so I'm here to tell you, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, you put out a podcast, you get seven whole downloads for that first episode, and three of them don't like it. And those people that you will never meet are never going to listen to you again. But the four people that did like you are probably going to tell somebody, hey, I found this new podcast. So we heard about Ronsley's podcast today about not just entrepreneurship, because let's face it, do we really need another podcast about entrepreneurship? He said, what have we not talked about? We haven't talked about the mindset, the psychology of entrepreneurship. And what do we do in entrepreneurship? Like what drives us to be entrepreneurs? What, what do we do when our ideas don't work? And so, again, I'll have links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 713. But give yourself credit. You have done hard things in the past. And sometimes they worked and sometimes they didn't. But you didn't burst into flames. You were not dragged through the streets. You didn't have to go shame, shame. And what was Ronsley talking about? When he dug into his past, what did he have to deal with? Shame, right? I have one regret from PodFest, and that was when Charles was here, and I saw her briefly at the gratitude ceremony where the end of the PodFest kind of event, we have people get up, and you get 30 seconds to say what you're thankful for and and what you learned at the event. And I heard her voice, and I was like, that's Wynn Charles. I know that. And if you're not familiar with Wynn, Wynn is an avid listener to this show. So Wynn, uh, I saw you there, and then I had to get up and do my 30-second thing, and she had skittled out the back. So I never got to give Wynn a hug. So Wynn, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a, an audio hug right now. So thank you uh, so much for being a listener. But there are things that we've done in the past that didn't work. And some of the things we did did work. And so we often so think about our podcast going horribly wrong because we don't give ourselves credit. But can we take just a second and ask ourselves, what would happen if it actually went right? Like what if we put out a couple episodes and somebody said, have you ever thought of doing this? And you tweak it just a little bit and it really starts to connect. And somebody says, hey, that's really good. Have you ever thought of doing this? And you tweak it a little more and time goes on and time goes on. And all of a sudden you find your voice. One of the, uh, the, my favorite new quotes came from Ronsley in his uh, talk. I've never heard of this quote. Check out this quote. I was like, man, that is good. It is from somebody, he said, looking at the photo on his phone. Uh, it's from Austin Cleon. You can't find your voice if you don't use it. And that was in Ronsley's presentation. I was like, ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to borrow that one. You can't find your voice 
if you don't use it. And so many people, they might actually get through the process of recording a podcast. The recording is on their hard drive, but they can't get the nerve to publish it. You're not helping anyone when the files are on your computer. So give yourself some credit. You're going to find out that it's not as bad as you think. So once we got done with the band thing, and I'd kind of calmed down, and it had been a few hours, and I went to my friends, and I found my true friends that would actually give me some constructive criticism. Like I went to Kim Cradgy from Toastmasters101.net. She's part of the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup because I knew Kim would tell me the truth. She's a friend of mine, but I knew if it was going to be awful, she'd be like, yeah, that was a little rough. And you know what she said? Actually, you guys sounded pretty good. I just couldn't understand anything you were singing because I actually got up and sang a song. And that's because the drummer played it so fast. I was speed rapping, basically hard to handle. Instead of, you know, pretty little thing, let me light your candle because mama, I'm so hard to handle. It was like pretty little thing, let me light your candle because mama, I'm sure to handle, which is kind of makes it hard to understand. So she would let me know. And then I talked to um, Natalie and Harry from Podcast Junkies. They said, really wasn't that bad. For a band that was thrown together and never played together, you guys weren't that bad. And I trust that they would actually tell me if it wasn't that good. And Natalie's a musician, so I trust her thing. And so I'm here to say that if you trust in yourself and you know who your target audience is and you know what they want, it's really not that hard to hit the target. You might not hit a bullseye the first time, but you can take aim again based on your experience Adjust your shot and fire again. Don't underestimate your own potential. Speaking of re-aiming and things of that nature, the end of the month is coming up. And if you're new to the program, first of all, welcome aboard. And the question of the month for March is, if you have a podcast, have you surveyed your audience? And if so, well, what did you learn from that survey? And if you haven't surveyed your audience, well, why not? And if you have a podcast, obviously mention the name of your show. Be careful also not to say it so fast that I don't understand you. So many people are like, hey, Dave, thanks so much for letting me be part of the question of the month. The name of my show is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, don't do that. And give me your website. Again, nice and clear. So when you talk about your podcast, as my buddy Eric K. Johnson from Podcast Talent Coach says, talk about it like it's something important because it is. But I need your answers by March 27th, 2020. And again, the question of the month, if you have a podcast, have you surveyed your audience? And if so, what did you learn? And if you haven't, well, why not? One last thing I want to talk about Again, my idea here is some people are worried about jumping into the podcast community. They're worried about the wolves out there. And I'm here to tell you that there are the, the podcast community is here to help you and support you. And one of the stories that really touched me at PodFest is there was somebody in a session and they said, one of the things that's really holding me back from creating my podcast is I really need a computer. And I'm not making this up. I believe the guy's name is David Brenner 
although that's a comedian, David somebody. And he literally said, is that the right use of the word literally, by the way? He actually said this. He said, here, take my laptop. And straight up gave the person his laptop. That's amazing. I was like, wow. Then I get ready to leave and I was nice enough and I do not have the information in front of me. I will talk about this next week to give this person proper props. But an artist did kind of an audio sketch. And it's me going, hit it, ladies, or welcome to the school of podcasting. But it's the squiggly line of that. And they turn it into art. And like I say, the reason I don't have that information is because the really cool thing that happened to me is, do you know Lou Mangello? Lou Mangello is one of the coolest people on the planet. I've had him on this show many moons ago. WDW Radio. That is WDW Radio. That stands for Walt Disney World Radio.com. Here's the cool thing about Lou. Because of his podcast, he quit his job as a lawyer and now does what he loves, which is talking about Disney 24-7 as his job. How cool is that? And so I'm always super happy anytime I see Lou Mangello. I often say I love it when the good guys win, and Lou Mangello is such a good guy. And I was explaining how I have this rather large painting, which I can't wait to hang right above my couch in my living room, but I've heard that shipping things from a hotel can get very expensive because my buddy Rob Walsh, who also works at Libsyn, vice president of podcaster relations, got one of these last year. So I was kind of like, hey, I've made it. I got one of these audio art things. And Rob went to ship it last year, and it was like really expensive. And Hall of Famer Danny Pena was at PodFest, and I was talking to him, and he goes, oh, it's because you guys are shipping it from the hotel. Because you can't go anywhere, you have no options the FedEx places at hotels charge you insane amounts of stuff. You need to go off the hotel and ship it someplace else. So he says that. I'm standing next to Lou, and Lou goes, well, I'll ship it for you. I live locally. He goes, do you need it in a hurry? And I'm like, no. I'm like, you know, don't sit on it for a month. But, I, I you know, if I can save a few bucks here, and in this case, it's a lot of money. And Lou just said, yeah, I'll ship it to you. And, and I'm like, okay, just let me know. I'll PayPal you or whatever it needs to be. Just completely gave that up. Didn't ask him to. Just, hey, let me help you. And so if you're worried about jumping in and feeling like you're all alone, the podcast community is awesome. The School of Podcasting community is awesome. You have me to answer your questions, but you also have a private Facebook group of brilliant podcasting minds along with all the courses and the live group coaching and things like that, the podcasting community is really unique. And at the end of PodFest, people kept referring to it like a family. It is like a family. And that means that sometimes we don't always agree with the other people, but we don't, there's nobody fighting each other there. It's a really, really amazing group of people. And I was talking with somebody who was kind of stumbling over getting over her objections of, you know, in her case, she was like, I'm, I'm kind of worried about being judged. And again, I was like, if, if you've been outside, you've been judged. And she says, you know what's kind of weird about this whole thing, meaning PodFest? She goes, everybody's trying to help me. 
And so I see this. PodFest is a phenomenal event, but that's not completely unique to PodFest. It's in like massive amounts of PodFest, but I've seen this at DC PodFest and the Utah Podcast Summit and Podcast Movement and all the other events I go to. We really want to help each other. And I'm going to leave you with something I said when I got to participate in the gratitude ceremony, because it dawned on me that I've been to so many different conferences, some of them podcasting related, some of them not, but I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of podcasters. I mean, I've been doing this since 2005, and I've never met somebody that said, you know what? When I started my podcast, I had no idea that it would do these horrible things to my life. I've never heard somebody say that. The worst I've heard somebody say is, well, I don't watch as much TV anymore. Is that really a bad thing? You either come off with a great podcast or you learn something. And you know what? You're going to be more confident. You're going to be more probably assertive because you've done something that a lot of people don't do. A lot of people don't hit record. A lot of people don't hit publish. And I'm here to tell you, I am the dad in the pool saying, jump in. The water is fine. And I would love to help you do that. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code SOP free. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks to all my new friends from PodFest. If you, uh, some people stopped up. Remember how I said last week, you know, please, if you're nervous about meeting me, I don't understand why, but please do. I had quite a few people do that. That was so cool. I'm so happy you did that. I really do want to help you start a podcast. And it's kind of selfish because I love to help people. So thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.